DJ Playboy. What's good, Josh? Your man, DJ Playboy, back with another episode of the Perfect Talk Podcast, man. You know I hate doing an episode without my dog, my partner, my guy, he's here. Don't scream like a Keith. Wagwan, brethren. Hey. <laughs> what it is, man? How you feeling? Yeah. Feeling good, man. Happy to be alive, living blessed, living my life like it's golden, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Have that positive vibe man. make you want to play on the, the Erica Badu radio on Apple <laughs> Apple Music and shit. Turn it up, man. Yo, that's a big thing to that, right? Like the listen, the music you listen to, um, like just being on a positive note. Like I do got a happy day playlist. Yeah, <laughs> you uh, made it yeah, yourself, bro. or you call? Yeah, yeah. You call it happy day. What I call? I call like good day manifestation or some shit like oh, that. Okay, and yeah, it'd be uh like like. Uh, what's that song? Lovely day. Lo- Lovely day was in it before the yeah. internet made it kind of gay. <laughs> and they with the remix, yeah. but, but I, I still, I still love. That's Bill Withers, right? Rest in peace, Bill yeah. Withers, man. Um, what's it called? What else is it? Just some happy ass songs. I love your smile by Shanice. It's <laughs> coming to mind. You know, it's a good one. They got that. Uh, what's the uh, all American? I don't know if it's all American rejects, but it's called uh, the best days of my life. This is gonna be the best day of my life. You know, some yeah, white boy yeah. shit. Like, yeah, you gotta throw that, you gotta throw that in there too. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Little Cheryl Crow, uh, uh, soaking the sun. So you when, know you, what I mean? when you listen to it, do you have to remove that hoodie and put it on like a cardigan, like some type of cashmere, <laughs> or some shit <laughs> with a turtleneck? Or... See, see, this is what we did to our community, man. It was like we made being happy unfashionable. You, you know to, what I mean? Do you have to take off that hoodie and put on a shawl, a, a shawl collared? Uh, <laughs> Afghan It's like what Jay-Z said In that interview man You don't gotta grill me man It's all love bro <laughs> So You know what I mean We all from the same place Is there any hip hop I mean? songs on it? Um I do, Let me check I do got some hip hop songs on there Let me see What's the happiest hip hop song on there? It's, uh, it's probably some Chance the Rapper Okay that <laughs> ma- Yeah that, that, that makes sense I was trying to think What What Like What kind of hip hop song Could be on there right? Chance yeah, Chance, uh, Chance probably like 45% of his music is probably shit you could get happy to. And 45% <laughs> is less than half, but it's a very high percentage. You know what I'm saying? It's like shooting yeah. 40% from the three-point line. And the other the other, you know, 55% ain't going to bum you the fuck out either. It just right. might be a little, a little darker, but it ain't yeah. going to take you. <laughs> yeah, the darker <laughs> you know he gets right? is like, yeah, uh, you know, I, I used drugs before, but God got me in his hands now. <laughs> 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 I love Chance. Chance a positive dude. Nah, this shit. Now that I'm looking at it, this shit is, is super diverse. So, but yeah, Chance is on there with Blessings, uh, the Ty Dolla Sign remix with uh, uh yeah, Ty Dolla Sign in there. Um, I got Lizzie Pursuit of Happiness on here, wow, <laughs> the Lizzie remix. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? MGMT Electric Feel. Um, classic. Jamie Two uh, X uh, featuring Young Thug. That's kind of a rap song. I know there's gonna be good times. Um, Daft Punk got one on here. Uh, my man Joe Cocker with a little help from my friends. You know, remember the uh, the Wonder Years theme song? Yeah, <laughs> that's that shit right wow. there. Wow, <laughs> you should share that shit with the with the audience, man. Word up, can I? Oh yeah, yeah just let just. I know on Spotify you can, but I know you on uh, you on T and Apple, so. No, no. What do you mean? Perfect Talk is on Spotify, brother. They fuck with us on Spotify. No, I'm saying the, the, the sharing <laughs> Oh, the my playlist. personal, my personal yeah. listens. Yeah, no, no. I'll get on there. I'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I know. <laughs> i give something to the audience, man. I love, I love giving music to people. I've been, I was thinking about that, bro. Like, everywhere I go, I was a nigga selling mixtapes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Selling, I remember at my old job, I used to make albums all the time. It was like the late 2000s. Yeah. I still making CDs for niggas and shit. <laughs> I'm like, what y'all playing these on? What y'all, how do y'all no, listen you, to these? You've been through it all, man. You you got you had the uh, the Maxwell 90-minute shits. So you used to hook me up and shit. Go on Hot, <laughs> hot 97. You used to be recording shit, press pause during the commercial. <laughs> nah, the real talk. You used to, you remember you used to make uh, CDs at, at one point, right? Yeah, I remember my, my pops. My pops bought a CD burner, man. <laughs> Shit, he one, put me onto the game. One one twelve <laughs> song CD would take like two hours to burn, but should <laughs> be worth it, man. I remember the first CDs I sold was um, the first two albums that I sold was uh, is uh, it's dark and hell is hot by DMX and DMX. and um, I am by Nas. <laughs> I remember niggas thought you uh you saw the Jay Z album. Niggas thought you put your own vocals on Jig of My Nigga. Yeah. <laughs> Eve, I think that's Eve on the hook or whatever. I think she fucks up at the end. Yeah. And she like <laughs> she goes Jig. <laughs> they don't put the shit on the on the radio version of so people listening to it. They Jig. 
People are like, yo, Keith, man, you fucking around with my CD, man. <laughs> yo, give me my money back, man. Yo, everything happens for a reason, though. I ain't gonna hold you. Like, in when I was working at, at my last joint, I kind of fell out of touch with hip hop. So a lot of the music that um people would ask me to make for them for albums, it was the way that I actually experienced the album. Like, I remember I, I didn't I wasn't up on Ray Strumming, and then somebody asked me for oh that's I don't even know how you pronounce it, but <laughs> and somebody asked me to like make a CD for them or whatever. Um, so that they put that put me on that little Uzi. I was sleeping on little Uzi till somebody asked me to make an album. And then I'm like a, I'm like a fan now, so you know what I mean. Like it, it put me on a lot of shit. Yeah, it's it's, it's no everything happened for a reason. And now look at me, you know what I'm saying? Back DJ, I'm supposed to be. I'm rocking out uh, New Year's Eve. Poughkeepsie, we coming back out there, so you know what I mean. If it's everything comes full circle, it happens for a reason, you know what I mean? Got the New Year's Eve gig, man. New Year's Eve, you know what I'm saying? Boy working, man. Boy working <laughs> on the major holidays, you know what I'm saying? At least we got, we just got filling the dates between, and then <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? I, I can retire someday, you know what I mean? But we grinding. Get that five hour <laughs> energy on deck, man. This ain't uh, this ain't oh oh six anymore, man. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, gigging is bed. gigging is weird though. Like, bro, like there'll be days I was talking to Nisha about this. Um, like we'll do a wedding and we'll look back on it. I'll be like, yo, I ain't eat all day. Yeah. But I wasn't hungry. It's just the adrenaline, I think, just keeps you going. You know what I'm saying? Like, there'd be nights I'll be falling asleep in my crib at 9 30. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be out. But then this DJ night, you be out till three o'clock in the morning, still going hard. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, and then no drive home and then crash, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> exactly. In your bed, I mean. Yeah, 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 exactly. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a funny thing. I'm sure all entertainers have it in some way, shape, or form. Definitely. Even yeah. probably athletes probably deal with it to a certain extent. You'd expect them to be tired after a game, and they probably just like, yo, I just want to run through a fucking wall right now. Like, it's, yeah. <laughs> adrenaline it's, is it's pretty hard. Pretty dope to have, to be that experience or something, to do it over and over and over, and, and still each time you still get that rush. Mm-hmm. 100%, man. And I, I'm, um, I wonder though. That's why we thinking. Like I, I remember being a kid. Like I always wondered about that. Like being an entertainer or even an artist of any sort. <clears throat> how you would uh, constantly make content, right? How you would always be able to make. If I like, say you make a song, I if you want to keep eating, you got to make another song. Yeah. So I don't know. I remember as a kid that conundrum hit me. I was like, yo, that's. It was like scary but dope at the same time. <laughs> it was like, yo, can, does it, can it run out? Can yeah. you just like stop being able to, to, to do that shit? Or is it something you could even... I remember being a little kid, I was like, yo, the two hardest... The two like jobs that seemed like real challenging was astronaut and just being like a musician or artist or some sort that constantly has to create. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, yo, that's that's pressure. Yeah. <laughs> well, as far as the, the constantly having to create thing, I feel as if those are two opposite things in the sense that um, you could live all... You could li- live... For the for the rest of your life, off of your first hit, if you're an astronaut, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. yeah. So no, no. Even and then, well, as music, I learned later in music. Also, you could be a one hit wonder and live off of. Well, yeah, that, that, yeah. That's <laughs> so true. It's, it, it's like uh, we at that point in time, I'm thinking, oh, every joint, you know what I'm saying? You only eat for a certain time off of it, not realizing how royalties or if you got the right contracts and shit now, like you know what I mean with how it is nowadays. Um, but no, it still is pressure. You know what I mean? I think about like a, a Basquiat or something like that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like in a short span, it's, and then your shit don't even get appreciated while you alive. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> that's very crazy. Music, at least you appreciate. You're very appreciated. You know, if you if you have some nice nice well, music or whatever. Yeah, but it's a different appreciation when you die. Like Takeoff. Like you, I've never heard anybody shout out Takeoff. From um, the Migos, and then he dies, and everybody's like, "Yo, he's the best one." Yeah. He's, you know, what I'm saying, like, what Biggie said it, "You're nobody till somebody kills you." You know what right. I mean? And um, unfortunately, like that happens way too much in hip hop. That brings us to our first subject, and I do want to say rest in peace to Takeoff, man. I was a fan of the Migos as a whole, as a group, and uh, just I love they were they was a super creative thing. And then just hearing about dudes twenty something years old, you know, dying over something that don't even seem like it was that serious, don't even seem like it was that important. It just it it, it it hurts my heart and you know I, i'm glad that a little bit of time passed since the passing of takeoff um between it and me talking on this on this microphone because i probably would have spoke over off of emotion and just being upset at the hip-hop industry that this is still happening but i think over time it just really hit me like damn that young man's gone his family's not gonna see him no more and 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 just we as a music community are missing out on a on a one-third of one of the most creative groups that we've seen in the past 10 years yeah, that's a tough loss. It was it started with like a quibble, right? Like Quavo or something was just kind of. It looked like one of them regular arguments we'd see like on our way to the lunchroom. Yeah, and you know what I'm saying <laughs> on some schoolyard shit. Like, oh, okay, what's going on over here? Yeah, and and yeah, well, to that and to that extent, my I always quote my pops on this show. You know what I mean? I'm like, um, 
little nigga from the Cosby show quoting his brother. But like, yeah. <laughs> always quote always quote my pops on here, like saying, um, yo, if a fight's happening, you gotta go the other direction. Don't go towards it. Cause they start shooting, them shits don't got a name on it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's that's really what happens. Like it, it, you gotta you be there spectating and you can get caught up real quick. Um unfortunately in, in, in the era that we live in. It's all over the internet seeing pictures of him laid out, yeah. which, you know what I mean, is a terrible thing that his family and people have to experience like that. But unfortunately, maybe some images like that, and I'm, I'm sad it had to be takeover, but maybe images like that might help us get it together as a community, you know what I mean? Like, it might Emmett Till us to, to be like, yo, let's change the game. Like, this shit is happening out here. Let's, let's really, you know what I mean, protect our artists, talk to our artists, mentor our artists, get them out of these environments. Because I, I was telling Nish the other day, too, when was the last time you heard an EDM DJ get sh- shot in the head? Right, you know what I'm saying, and they make the DJs is making more money than the artists in the EDM community, and you don't be hearing. I never heard about no EDM DJ getting robbed. Right, <laughs> never once. You know what I'm saying. So it's like, why are we doing this in our community? You know what I mean? Why, why, why is motherfuckers like Chris Red got to worry about getting hit coming out of a? You know what I mean? By our own people, like it's 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 silly, bro. A black dude hit him. I'm assuming I'm not. I'm, not I'm, I'm, I'm projecting right now. <laughs> I apologize. I apologize. <laughs> I'm like, what? I'm Kanye right now. <laughs> yeah. Definitely Playboy West. Um, uh, play, playing yay. But the uh, uh, well, I would say. See, the thing is, though, is that sometimes it's not even about the whole community thing. It's just the the actions of a very few dudes. Like, what was it just one dude or one or two? Was it? A back and forth. I think um, the other side shot first, and then Quavo and Takeoff side returned fire, something like that, right? Uh, I heard the opposite. I heard oh, then people started shooting first. A word? Oh, that I didn't know. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, crazy. Yeah. And he then by, I think he got hit by both sides. He got hit by people on his side, and then he got hit by the other side as well. That's insane, man. I think people gotta, well, just in general, people gotta have more respect for for guns. You know what I'm saying? Just. Mm-hmm. If you if you if you carry a weapon, all right, carry the weapon. But you gotta respect that thing, man. Like that that's the thing that you gotta respect a lot. But that's crazy, man. To your point of will the the picture of the body change anything? I don't think so. I mean, people see nah. bodies all the time. You know what I'm saying? If you in if you in that thing, like you may have seen a body, even if you're not mm-hmm. in that life, but you live in in a certain neighborhood, you may have came across a body at some point. And we desensitized to all that shit anyway. So and movies and all it. that. Yeah, like yeah, exactly. And, and the images that I saw were kind of blurred out, and I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't care to search for. And I saw it incidentally. I was just reading the story, and they had the blurred out oh, photo. Oh, sure, did they? Oh, yeah. yeah. And um, that they blurred no, they, out. They, like, they, the, the real deal is out there. I, I looked, you unfortunately, saw, you watched it. Oh yeah, it was a picture. Oh yeah, I've I seen video. Well, there's, and there's the videos of it. Like you hear the gunshots and everything happening, the yeah. argument, the gunshots. Well, that I, um, I heard. Yeah, I, I saw yeah. that one where it's kind of because of all the the melee. Like it, the camera was camera moving around. Move. You kind of yeah, see yeah, Quavo yeah. chatting, and then when things start breaking out, like it kind of I can't really see what's happening. Yeah, no, unfortunately, I have seen probably way too many images of that body. Um, but yeah, it, but I mean, to my own, I, I could have turned off to it. I'm not self inflicted, but um. It, it it is sad and it is something that it, um yeah it does in our community it's like come on bro like I'm just tired of talking about it. I'm tired of hearing about, I'm tired of hearing about multimillionaires getting killed bro like that shit is is a head scratcher still in 2020 man and, and I don't want it to make sense you know what I mean and and it, it uh I don't want it to deter anybody from making money either and it, you know what I mean but it's just we gotta I don't crabs in a bucket I really don't know <laughs> I really like I I couldn't tell you like what it is it's just like but and and, and we watched the movie Friday. And you know what I'm saying? It's it's almost kind of a campy, kind of corny scene when John Weatherspoon tells him not to use, you know, the guns, but to use these, you know what I'm saying, but referring to his fist. And but it's true, right? Like like you just said about guns, like we could be two niggas holding guns, but like are we scrapping it out or are we shooting it out? And if if every time I get close to getting my ass whipped, I'm gonna pull out the gun, maybe I shouldn't be carrying the gun or find myself in a situation where I'm not gonna get my ass, you know what I'm saying? Like it, it, it's 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 a certain code that we, you know what I mean? Like if is someone really trying to kill you or someone trying to fight, you know what I mean? And but if you pulling out the gun for everything, that's gonna turn into a, a lethal situation, regardless of what the squabble was about. Yeah, you know what I mean. And 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 to your to your point, if what's the what's the uh, solution? If he got guns or she got guns or they got guns, or somebody gonna be like, well, I should get one too. I should, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I th- you know, I think um, 
it's like hip hop. It's like it's like this cultural thing. Hip hop was informed by what was happening in the streets, but then it kind of it's like a cycle. Hip hop also affects what happens in the streets. You know what I'm saying? Like people in the streets mm-hmm. listen to it, like, oh yeah, yeah, you know. And then all these very creative uh, metaphors and and word plays for for gunfire nowadays is is insane but it makes it sound kind of cool kind of funny kind of sexy like like a very like um benign thing to to have a weapon and Mm fire fire the weapon and all that stuff it makes it so like before it was it's cool but now it's even it's cool plus these other things like just kind of you know saying so um i I don't know if if hip-hop's to blame or the the streets is to blame because i feel as if a lot of hip hop artists, when they get into a, a certain um, stratosphere of, of wealth and fame and stuff like that, they eventually leave the streets behind. Mm-hmm. Some some rappers survive. Well, most rappers survive to to see that happen, to be get up into that stratosphere. But I wish some rappers were able to would be um, able to come up out of that stratosphere a little bit earlier you know what i'm saying like yeah. if bobby schmurd as soon as he hit like let's say in six months a year somebody say all right bet take this let me mentor you son take this mm-hmm. bread invest it da, da, da. you want to watch who you hang out with all that stuff and get to that early i mean even with, with um i think biggie was closer to it that stratosphere than tupac but like mm-hmm. if they were able to get up out of that i think they would be you know all that yeah. violence wouldn't have been happening I'm sure black athletes experience that too, where they feel like I, I kind of got to separate from some of the shit I was around. Yeah. Before, you know what I mean? Because it's only going to cause more more turmoil for me. Um, what do you even think about the trend in hip hop about these niggas rapping about dead people or rapping about people that they supposedly killed? You know what I mean? Like y'all just uh, was telling on ourselves is, is the trend. Yeah. <laughs> like that's the part. And then niggas is really using lyrics against people. You see what's happening in Atlanta. Yeah. Like it's not. So it's like. We are, are like, as a culture, and, and I'm going to say we, you know what I mean? I'm not going to try to separate myself from it because hip-hop has done a lot for me. Um, we like some dumb shit. You know what I'm saying? We gravitate to some some real, like, as I'm getting older, I was like, some corny shit. And then as I'm having a kid, as I ha- I'm raising a kid, excuse me, um, I'm like, I don't want my kid seeing that. I don't want my kid exposed to that. I don't want my kid singing that. I don't want my kid saying that. So it's like... I, you know what I mean? And not to say that every form of entertainment I experience is for my kids' consumption, mm-hmm. but it's also it's like hip-hop is bigger than, and let's not pretend, hip-hop right. ain't movies, hip-hop ain't television shows, hip-hop is powerful, you know what I'm saying? And it don't get treated like television shows, it don't get treated like movies, right? It gets a different scrutiny by the legal system because it does have a, a very influential power in my in my opinion, mm-hmm. uh, you know what I'm saying? Hip, hip-hop got me through some rough times, you know what I'm saying? And it's like... It, the shit is powerful. Uh, what are we doing with that power? Right. You know what I mean? Who are we spotlighting and stuff? Rest in peace to take off, man. His uh, going home ceremony was definitely star studded. Um, and, and a lot of people, you know what I mean, were dealing with uh, what seemed like, you know, a lot of just uh, pain to see a young man that they, you know what I mean, respected and were friends with. And everyone says he was super chill. Yeah. You know what I mean? To see that it passed away is always a tragedy. So. Rest in peace, uh, to take off, man, and hopefully the Migos, you know, will uh, represent for your memory. Um, what else is going on, man? We ain't talk, man. That Powerball was too Billy. <laughs> that, I don't um, follow the lotto stuff. You played? Nah? You played the lotto? Yeah, I've been I've been gambling too much yeah. <laughs> and not winning, yeah. <laughs> not bringing nothing back, man. But yeah, it was two billion that Powerball, but um, and one ticket was sold. It was in uh, California, but I don't believe that a uh. Anyone's come forward. The winner has come forward yet. Um, but I think they have like a year wow. to actually okay. uh, come forward. And once they do come forward in California, um, you can't remain anonymous. So I guess it will be revealed. Yeah. Um, but two years. Yeah, then they also have that option to choose a lump sum or annuity payments. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was up there, bro. It was two billy. Um, and then the store that sold it, Joe's Service Center um, in Altadena, um, they got like a million dollars as a bonus, you know, for selling the winning ticket. Wow. Okay. So they got, yeah. They got a little pay pay. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if you know, you say you don't follow the lotto news, but um, it was delayed like 10 hours. The drawing was seeing real funny style. <laughs> like, I remember the numbers were supposed to come out, and they was like, they're having a delay. Um, it came out about a week later that the reason was because uh, the Minnesota lottery system had a, um, a problem with their verification process. And, you know, anything funny with the lotto, they shut everything down. Yeah. Just to make sure ain't nobody doing no, uh, 
election 20 what was that 2020 <laughs> I, was about to say, I was like <laughs> i was like man they did the wrong thing now people are gonna think the lottos are fraud i have the ballot counters yeah ballot counters the, the, the lottos funding baby killers and uh, <laughs> oh man well yeah man congratulations to whoever won that whoever took that uh home hopefully you know what i mean changes your life for the right it's a little nerve-wracking i was thinking about it really with my girl like Everybody gonna have to treat you different when you in the lot. It's like gotta be weird, bro. Yeah, <laughs> it's gotta be really weird, man. And then everyone feels like, at least if I was an athlete, I think people would at least lie to me a little bit. Try when they try to get my money, be yeah. like, "Yo, I always believed in you, dog." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Always supported you. As a lot of winner, they be like, "Nigga, you passed that or passed the wealth, nigga. <laughs> yeah. You lucky. <laughs> you you just lucky out here." Word. Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, man. I wish I wouldn't lie. It's, it's probably weird because, like, it's one of those things that's probably hard to keep from your family, but you probably want mm-hmm. to keep it from your family. So I don't know what's worse, letting them know or them finding out later and find, and realizing that you didn't tell them. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of <laughs> like, like if you have a wedding or something like that. And a week before, I'd be like, oh, I heard you got a wedding, man. I didn't get my invite. I was looking in the mail all week and be like, uh, er, uh, er, uh. Nah, but with that level of money, I guess you could just kind of pay people to be like, "Yo, come on, just, <laughs> just you know what I mean? all that type of stuff." If yeah. I won the lotto, man, I would, I would, I'll go straight to my, my accountant's the first stop. That's what they say. Go get that financial planner, figure out what you're gonna do with it. Yeah, you know what I mean? Um, because a lot of them go crazy, but you because we don't fathom that level of money. I, I I can't fathom how many people died from coronavirus. Like yeah. it's just a, it's a number. Yeah. It's like you know what I'm saying. I'd have to see a field like filled filled with these people to understand. Like damn, it's a lot of people. You know what I mean. Yeah. So it's just like that level of money. I can't. I, I bro, it's some. I heard something like uh, a million, uh, like a million seconds is is uh, twelve days, but then a billion seconds is like thirty six years. <laughs> so that's like the 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 difference, you know what I'm saying? Just to show the difference in like what a million dollars would be yeah, to a, oh, compared to it, a billion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you could could be stupid for a while with a, with that much money and still be good. You yeah, know what I yeah, mean? So yeah. <laughs> like you know what I mean? But shout out to whoever you know what I mean? Yeah, shout out to whoever won that. Hopefully you know what I mean? Changes your life for the right way. Because I do be watching. Uh, I think HGTV got a show where they talk to the lottery winners. And uh, they they buy they buy a house or they help them design a house or whatever that that they want to do. So there are some stories that work out good for people. It ain't all suicides and yeah. <laughs> family turmoil. And everything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, somebody else became a billionaire man since we spoke. Uh, your boy Diddy knocked your boy Kanye off that list. Well, not not off because Kanye still yeah, Kanye, Kanye still got Kanye, a lot. <laughs> Kanye knocked himself off. <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> but um, yeah, Diddy came up, man. They said Diddy is officially uh number number two uh hip hop. Billionaire behind your man Hove, and uh, came up due to a lot of his uh, revolt being one of the reasons, and then a big reason is his uh, partnership uh, or whatever his ownership stake in Ciroc, Excuse me. Yeah. Um, helped him come up heavy. So, uh, which is big, man, because Diddy was one of the the front runners. <laughs> Diddy was one of the people that you know what I'm saying was I thought would be there uh, quicker than than Hove possibly. Right. You know what I'm saying, but um. No, nah, just hey man, that slow, that slow cook is still burning. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. And, I mean, and Diddy's always in the culture, of keeping himself very relevant. Yeah, when, when it comes to that net worth stuff, sometimes you know, sometimes you might have a company or two that just hits, like just, mm-hmm. or you, you might have property that just hits like crazy, or some like a small investment, or like a you know a modest investment that just blows. So for Diddy, Diddy was on top like through all them years for a lot of them years mm-hmm. then you know Jay-Z would creep he'd be on top and then for a few years they were just swapping back and forth and then mm-hmm. and then Jigga just hit and Diddy was still mad rich like you know 700, 800, 900 million that type of thing but now mm-hmm. he crossed it's like uh, Dr. Dre like Dr. Dre came out of nowhere wasn't was yeah. he a billionaire he was either a billionaire or like he, he was, was number, right below it okay and he was yeah. number one on the Forbes list and I was like Dr. Dre where he come from he, he ain't make yeah, no music the Apple deal a, yeah exactly the Apple deal yeah. too. That, but, um, that but then, then the, the, the divorce I don't, I don't think helps yeah well, I yeah. think I'm sure. <laughs> that helps knock it down Kanye style yeah. um, but nah it, it uh shout out to Diddy too like we, it, he uses his power the right way you've you seen him on Halloween dressed up like the Joker like I thought that was a one day thing this nigga got a whole marketing campaign for his vodka with, uh, and, and not sorry the uh, tequila I think it's Delion's the tequila um, he got a whole like marketing campaign as the Joker Wow. <laughs> like he uses his power the right way, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. Like I I had I guess I had, I wasn't following Diddy on Instagram and I looked at his Instagram and I was like he is he got the Instagram of like a young artist. Yeah. 
I still hungry, you know what I'm saying? Still pushing. So I'm like, yo, Div, if Diddy could do it, I could I could post a couple times a day. You know what I mean? Like I got Diddy's out here, like still inspiring the youth. Um, and just acquired um a cannabis company. Yeah. Um, making him, I think, uh the first minority owned um vertically vertically integrated multi-state cannabis company um Mass with this specific. acquisition <laughs> of Cresco Labs. Um he he acquired cannabis operations from Cresco Labs and Columbia Care Incorporated. Um, he got operations now in New York, Massachusetts, and Illinois. So he's selling that uh, legal weed, man, the right way, <laughs> the right way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Getting that guap. Yeah, that's that's what's up, man. Jigger got a cannabis company too, if I'm not mistaken, right? I don't know, but uh, probably if somebody just, you know, I don't know why this would happen, but gun to my head and be like, yo, yo nigga, tell me if Jigger got a cannabis company. I'm like, yeah, he does. <laughs> Because <laughs> he, he just has to. It just makes sense. It just makes sense, right? He's got to be doing yeah. it. Uh, yeah, I think I typed. Let me see. I think he does. Yeah, I feel like I should work on that before. But, um, yeah, Jay-Z launched his new weed brain. He did that about two years ago. Uh, so Jay-Z was on it. <laughs> you know what he's doing? Shout out to Burner, too, making that list. Mm-hmm. Selling uh, cookies. Found him, man. Uh, weed is money and weed, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's, come, it's come a long way, bro. Yeah, I mean, people, you know, people finding these uh, business models where they could scale up and make mad money. I think that's dope. And then the fact that people of color is getting in on it, that's mm-hmm. that's wonderful to see. When you see Diddy come in with a whole bunch of money, not only is he going to he gonna make money, but people that look look to him and be like, oh, I see how Diddy did it and, and create their own shit in, in, in that same vein. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that, that's, that's going to be a good thing. Nah, I know we always show our age on the show and talk about like how weed used to be back in the day, considered how it is now. And I just find it ironic, like around the corner from my daughter, my daughter's school, there's a uh, like a, like a kids, or I guess any for many ages, a taekwondo studio and then like a dance studio. So a lot of kids go there. But on that same block, there's two marijuana, um, like CBD facilities. Wow. And they literally have like their their logo that lights up outside as a marijuana leaf. Yeah. But like it doesn't seem off to anybody. It's not like. And actually, there's a there's like a, a store that sells marijuana uh, paraphernalia on the corner, right. <laughs> like like pipes and bongs and stuff like that, and and papers and everything. But it's not, I don't know, it's not frowned upon. Right, right, it's right. like it's like it's just it's, it's normal. It's like a liquor store. But where you, you know live I mean? as a, like a city, right? It's like an urban environment. Yes, a yes. small um, urban. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not definitely not rural. So yeah, definitely more city than it's closer to what we grew up in. Yeah, yeah, than, yeah. than other places. Um, but Keith, I know we get a little tight on time, so we're gonna move on uh to my favorite segment, brother. It's called Have You Heard? I uh hear some headlines and I'll bring them to the table and see if my dog Keith has heard. Um now we haven't talked about it, Keith, but obviously Kyrie Irving's been going through um, his go-to, he uh, tweeted a link to a film. I think it was called "From Hebrews Hebrews to Negroes," mm-hmm. um, and apparently that film uh, had some anti-Semitic tropes um, and 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 just some uh, fake news uh, to quote. Uh, the former president in in there in terms of the information that they were spewing, um, and a lot of the Jewish community uh, took you know uh, uh, some offense to it, uh, protested for Kyrie, and he was uh, was suspended right from the Nets. Um, but have you heard that you know there was a list of demands that they wanted Kyrie to, uh, I guess, meet before he was he, he can be reinstated back to the Nets because uh, as of as of now he hasn't been reinstated yet, right? Right. And I know he has done some of these things already. Uh, but have you heard the list of demands that they asked from him for the from the, I think the ADL? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I saw that list. They're trying to belittle him at this point. They better off just, just as far from a dignity standpoint, just suspend him, wave him, whatever it is. But like, you can't put a list. That you got to do this, then that, then that, then that. That's just mad belittling. That's like. That's getting a passport is easier, bro. Like it's <laughs> you know, say like he, he did the- it. He apologized. <laughs> Like, well, the, he did. He 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 did double down, right? He, I guess he when does, he first try to get. He well, that's what I'm saying. So if you didn't really didn't like it, just suspend him. Like the, mm-hmm. the um, they made him donate some money to the ADL or some one of these things. Five hundred thousand dollars. How you asking for money? And then they that's the part and, that's then, and then they turned it down. So now they just trying to embarrass him and and, and do all mm-hmm. kinds of crazy and, and belittle him and demean him and shit like that. 
And I have heard people in the Jewish community say that they don't approve of this. Like, this is only going to make, I think, more animosity right. between communities. So they're like, why are we even, why are we trying, why are we trying to do, like, you know what I mean? Like, I guess they, they didn't come up, the ADL is the Anti-Defamation League for everyone who doesn't know. And, and which, I guess it is their job to do this. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, like, come on, just to anyone who out there who doesn't know, um, from what I understand, he must complete the following steps. Issue a verbal apology and condemn the anti-Semitic film that he shared. Uh, share that apology on social media, which is like, come on, now you gotta, I gotta, you gotta ask how I how I put my apology out there. Um, three complete sensitivity training, which I believe was not only sensitivity training as a broad, but also a, a specialized focus on um, anti-Semitism. Um, meet with Jewish leaders in the Brooklyn community. Uh, meet with Sai, who is his uh his the, his the owner right of the Nets. Um, I believe. Um, with he's an Asian man. <laughs> so I'm kind of confused on where that came in, and then, but I think he was ignoring side when he was called in for earlier requests. So I think that's why they threw that in. Um, and then also make like you said uh, a five hundred thousand donation to anti hate causes. Um, even LeBron, who hasn't been known to be the best of friends with Kyrie, was like, "You gone too far, yeah, <laughs> gone too far, Adam Silver." <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not even that these things are hard or impossible. It's kind of like to put it out there like that. It's like, yeah, and then if Kyrie does do it and you know comes back. Then it's, it's kind of like, yeah, you saw we made him heal to us and stuff like that. So I, that's why I'm, at, at that point I don't like it. I prefer they just say, listen, man, we we just can't shoulder this thing. Let's part ways. You mm-hmm. know, you, you could go out there if you want and find another team, whatever. Like, But all, all that shit, all that shit is going to make him, even if it doesn't make him more calcified in his viewpoints, people who are on the fence, like... You know, I kind of believe what Kyrie and Kanye is saying. They're going to be like, mm-hmm. I already see what they try to do for him just for intimating, you know, X, Y, and Z. So they're gonna be like, I'm I'm fully behind Kyrie's viewpoints. Yeah, exactly. And there's enough, um, I guess, maybe just a misunderstanding of the both cultures. Yeah. Historically, between Jewish people and black people, it's like, why would we try to create more division? Right. You know what I'm saying? Or why would we put fire on flames? Now, do I... Think Kanye, uh, excuse me, Kyrie was a little wild for hopping into this whole thing while Kanye's going through this. Yeah, he's super wild. Come on, and, and he's been punished for. It. He lost his Nike deal. Yeah, that's got to be painful. You know what I mean? He's lost. I'm assuming. To, uh, I don't know that their contracts are guaranteed in the NBA, but uh, but you know um, endorsements. That's got to flow down his money. So it's like it. it, it there's a lot of people, and I will admit, in our own community, I think we might have a little bit more of a knowledge of maybe the Jewish community because of where we've come from. Mm-hmm. It was a a, a, a a strong Jewish community, mm-hmm. uh, sorry, population in our community. So maybe that might be why we have a different sensitivity and understanding uh, for some of these things. But there are a lot of people in, that in, in that are black that have no experience with it, have no interaction with it, and have been exposed to a lot of misinformation out there. So it's like, this ain't helping that. You know what I mean? Let's 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 unite the code. Let's te- teach Kyrie. Yeah. Make it, you could have got a cool... Julian Edelman or somebody take him to like you know what I'm saying like the Holocaust Museum and make a, make content out of it like you know what I'm saying they could have and that would have whole another thing <laughs> <laughs> you, you want to see you want to see a video of how Kyrie reacts to some Holocaust shit like uh, who put the who made this shit up <laughs> is that what you want to see hell no L- listen I. I well, firstly... You can't take a flat earther to the Holocaust Museum, though. Ky- Kyrie's really intelligent. I, I, I believe he's well exposed. I think he's from, like, somewhere in Essex County, New Jersey. Yeah, he went to Duke, right? Mm-hmm. He's been, you know, he's been a professional uh, athlete for, for something like 10 years. Mm-hmm. Like, he's well exposed. Like, he's aware of certain things. And to be honest, even though I was around uh, Jewish people grow- growing up, like, in school and stuff, I didn't know nothing about them. Like, we were around each other to the extent that we had to be around each other. I don't want to say like someone jammed us into a room and forced us, but we went to school with each other. We played ball together. We did all these we things. We were around them as much as we were around Indian people, Asian people, and those cultures that we weren't familiar with. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's the same exposure that we had. It wasn't Co- more or less. We're coworkers. classroom interaction. We're coworkers. Yeah. I don't 100%. know. Yeah. At, at that time, I didn't know much about um, Jewish faith and culture and customs and all this stuff. I probably learned more of that through... One reading and two weddings. That's my exposure to like that, like the mm-hmm. mechanics of of that culture, right? And it's, I would imagine it's it's the same same way back the other way. They probably have their preconceptions through through media and stuff like that. But 
they don't know me, my culture, or, or any. We just played ball. We hung out. We talked. Talked about school. We talked about whatever people in school talk about. So mm-hmm. I, I say that as far as like some people don't have uh, exposure to it. Even if they did, I don't think that it would make them any le- any less prone to the stuff that Kyrie was exposed to. Kyrie, well, is because people say that he's like just a learner. Like he just looks to learn stuff. And I think that left him vulnerable because he learned the wrong thing, like the wrong idea crept in. Another, and one, I think he po- he posted it without having full knowledge of it, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Which, which, in his defense, I'm sure there's a lot of people that repost stuff that they didn't give a full look at, or they just seen a clip, yeah, of something and they didn't. So it, it, not, not to defend what he did. If you're gonna put something out there, you should know what it, what it is. But I think that's something that we all may be guilty of at some point or another. Yeah. Um, putting something out there seeming like we're standing behind something we might not fully know all the information about. Well, ideas like, uh, ideas, um, like some of these, I I don't know what to call them, let's call them like rotten ideas, usually creep in with some level of truth. They stay, that's like a Trojan horse. They'll come in with something true, Mm -hmm. like, um, you know, let's say like the the white national stuff, like, yeah, yeah, your sons and daughters are prone to, to opioids, right? But check this out and say, and then creep in with all this other crazy shit. So, um, that one it may it may creep in with the history of black Jews, which is a true thing. Mm-hmm. But then then all this other stuff kind of comes in with it, like a Trojan horse, and that's exactly, where, yeah. that's where it gets crazy. So especially for a guy who learns, but oh, I see the factual thing and the history and da 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 of the black Jews, and then you say, oh, I trust I trust this guy, I trust this movie, I trust this faith or whatever it is, and then it comes up other crazy shit like yeah god didn't want white people and put them in them and all the all this other stuff a good way to to look at it to get a a glimpse into that mind state is um read the autobiography of malcolm x Mm. it's it's it it really reminds me of that the rick james sketch in the sense that rick james is doing one thing then later on in the same sketch he's like what happened what that that was i didn't do that what what you talking if not that malcolm because because it goes over a span of a lot of years the the book when you the, the book, uh, I believe so a few years. Oh, so okay. it it, go, it goes into his um, enlightenment mm-hmm. of uh, Islam as a diverse faith. Mm-hmm. So going and and seeing to Mecca and seeing white people and people of all colors and shades, languages, tongues, and all this type of stuff. He's like, yo, this is this is the 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 breadth of of Islam. Yo, I I can't get get down with what I used to believe in in the same book. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. yeah. I, I hope Kyrie gets a more balanced view of this this whole thing that he could practice whatever faith he's practicing right now and um, understand the history of black people but at the same time understand that your words have power that you can't cast um, aspersions on an entire group of people like you mm-hmm. just can't do shit like that, especially in his position. We we're familiar with like the the Israelites preaching on the soapboxes on the corners and, and saying all types exactly. of stuff. Exactly, New York City. Exactly yeah. in New York, I, I see it in Newark, in New Jersey, all that type mm-hmm. of stuff. Saying and it's like it's background noise, but guess yeah, what? Yeah. Guess what? Those people don't have uh, mainstream power, so it's like not that it's inconsequential because they they get followers one by one. But it's like if you these dudes, if they work in corporate offices, they're not saying this shit, right? Mm-hmm. Like they they they're buttoned up. They probably sound totally different. I'm like yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll hand that report into you. <laughs> That's their weekend activity. <laughs> and then as soon as Saturday nine a.m. comes, boom, soapbox. Yeah, these white devils. Hey, brother, you come over here. You tell me the last time a white devil did you right, <laughs> right? Then they get back right on Monday at nine a.m. Yeah. So uh, the spreadsheet, uh, what I had here was a formula, and I sorted it out by revenue numbers. And then when Saturday comes, oh, you know what I'm saying? That's if they have a job like that. So that is to say that that Kyrie Irving. The dude got to deal with Nike, big time corporate. The dude's in the NBA, corporate. You're a corporate mm-hmm. guy. Like you're an you're a corporate employee making tons of money off of corporate shit. So, you know, if you want to get into that shit, understand that the two things can't coexist, or at least not at this. I can't imagine a time when it will coexist. So it can, just can't coexist. You have to live mm-hmm. with that. You know what I'm saying? 
Yeah, and and like, to your point, is the size of the soapbox, right? Like the the dudes that might be spewing hate speech on a soapbox in New York City only has as much power as all the other people with soapbox, right? The Christian dude with the soapbox, the the Islam dude down the street with the soapbox, and to me, I'm walking past them like all oh, these niggas crazy. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And but Kyrie is the crazy nigga online. Yeah. With millions of followers, and then people who are gonna use oh this famous person feels my my version of hate speech pile on because yeah. what does the internet do pile on with the comments so it's like he's gotta realize that level of power and I get it you're not a regular person yeah. you're not the dude that just got on the bus or the train and wants to let you know people know your gospel yeah. you're Kyrie Irving and there is consequences to your actions and your your level of your speech just. You don't, unfortunately, and it sucks because I have a podcast, bro. Every time we got an opinion, we get to turn the mics and the cameras on and, and let people know. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But it's, it has to suck for Kyrie Irving to be kind of like, he doesn't have that freedom. Um, Eventually, you will, though. Right? He's not going to play basketball forever and look how many opinionated basketball players go on to, you know, spew their opinions yeah. about something after they have to play. So, I mean, it's not going to be that level of your life now. But if you want to play basketball, you got to shut up and dribble. <laughs> well, you don't got to shut up and dribble. You just got to <laughs> shut up and. You, you gotta dribble and and say and and love, <laughs> not say sh- crazy shit say about the, religion. Say the right thing. He said dribble and not say shit. <laughs> <laughs> Don't shut up and dribble. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to say it, but unfortunately, you are playing in a league. You gotta follow rules as advertisers. People, you know what I'm saying? You you you're not profitable. You're not worth. Your value goes down. If you become toxic, yeah, I mean, there's people yeah. who, out there who who have their beliefs and 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 stick to their convictions to the point where they're like, nah, man, I, I can't work in a system where they don't let me say th- this stuff. But there's mm-hmm. a lot of people who's like, I believe this stuff, but you know what I'm saying? G- Georgia Power won't give a nigga lights free. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, man, Keith, have you heard a noose was found at the Obama Presidential Center construction site? I feel we giving nooses too much power, man. Like, <laughs> somebody just hang a noose. Now you got to shut down construction for a day. Yeah. <laughs> this shit got to be headline news. Like, come on, man. But it, I get it. It is. I, I also, I, I don't, it might bring a psychological thing up in a person that had to deal with that era of people getting hung yeah. that it doesn't necessarily bring up in me so I don't want to disrespect that type of trauma but I feel like come on man you're giving these noose tires too much power though <laughs> yeah I feel as if like it's like a it, it, I, I, I guess like what what a, a hack is to in, in the world of comedy like this is like a hack I, I would imagine that like real racists are like come on bro you could be more creative than that <laughs> <laughs> They're like, yo, we held a band over the freeway. Kanye was right now. Yeah, like, come on, <laughs> man. You got to put effort into this shit. You tie a noose, man. Yeah, I was in Boy Scouts too, my nigga. I know how to do that shit. <laughs> it remind me, what was it, Bubba, Bubba Watson? The, yeah, the, the driver. That shit happened in NASCAR. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, is it, but it's like, <laughs> they, was, they was like, nah, that shit's, <laughs> that shit's a garage pull. <laughs> yeah, the noose. Tro- I mean, I, 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 I'm sure they're trying. It's more like a trolling kind of thing, I feel like. They might be, they're probably very well racist, but not racist in the, I don't know, in the, the Bull Connor and Alabama 1960 kind of way. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and also, they, they're offering, like they said, $100,000 for information leading to uh, those responsible. Um, they have zero tolerance for any form of uh, bias or hate on their work site. Um, so maybe they think it's an inside job. Mm. <laughs> I'm not sure, but like... Yeah, I mean, I also wouldn't get that much attention if it was just a regular construction site, yeah, and it wasn't connected with the former president. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I guess they would also probably wouldn't have done it if it wasn't. Um, well, yeah, that's Keith, for, for the black president too. So exactly, yeah. <laughs> Keith, have you heard, man? I I feel like Apple knows that we got some um, end of days, <laughs> you know, zombie apocalypse shit coming up because all they do features is like. For bad shit, right? Yeah. It's like if you if you crash, your phone <laughs> your phone will call um nine one one for you. If you if you hit your head somewhere, you know what I'm saying, your phone will be like, Oh, he hasn't moved in a little bit. They'll let them know. It's like the newest feature they coming out with is you're gonna be able to make SOS satellite calls um when your phone has no service. So you can still be able to contact emergency services uh, via satellite. Okay. Um uh, if you're somewhere like in a dead zone of some sort. Um I think it's dope. I shout out to Apple. That's going to be available later this month on the um, iPhone 14. Um, but what they know, 
<laughs> what they know that all they new features is like I'm like y'all ain't do nothing with the camera ain't nothing with the <laughs> with the retina screen or nothing what's going on <laughs> I feel them though I mean how much better can your camera really get unless true, unless they true. do some x-ray shit where you could literally <clears throat> take a family photo and detect which one of these people got cancer or some shit like that like <laughs> like this, this is only so much you get so much so much clarity you could get on the screen like before you say, all right, fuck this. I'm not. I ain't watching damn Ozark on my phone. I'm watching on a, on a 4K television. So they're like, all right, safety. Yeah, I was listening to a podcast. You know what I think the trend is going to be now? Because cell phones, they say, kind of just reached. They have got as good as they can get. You yeah. know what I'm saying? To the point where you could even switch brands and you're not missing out on anything. Um, I think now, and I'm not going to front like I made this up. I heard this on a podcast. Everything is. You know how your phone is super distracting? Yeah. Like your girl will be like, yo, send send Plicka a text. And you open your phone and and then you're just looking at Instagram chicks for a second. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. it just was on your screen. Or, you know what I'm saying? It's so distracting. Or a text will pop up or a notification will pop up and you forgot what you actually picked your phone up. I feel like the trend now is going to be how can they less distract the phones? Like the flip phone, right? That that that's, I think Samsung might have out. Um, mm-hmm. It just tells you the notification on the outside. Yeah. So now you don't got to open your phone up and get distracted by a whole bunch of other shit. The same way you, you watch. It doesn't cause... It's like, oh, I keep sending me a text. Boom, let me hit them right back. Not... I got distracted by email or, or you know what I'm saying, the, the girl on Reddit or something stupid like that. You know what I mean? So I think that's, that's and I'm like, yo, I need that. Because yeah. every time I open my phone, I might like want to remember what I was doing or I'll be in the middle. Like, God forbid I go on the, the explore page on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, I'm done. Yeah. Well, like you you <laughs> have the phone already. You're not getting rid of it. So it's like, all right, what, what's the next frontier? Mm-hmm. Exactly. And it, that's what they're doing too. They're trying to do like the glasses trying to take the VR shit and have everything, like, everything, like, scaled down. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So they could take it with you now. Um, Before we get up out of here, Keith, have you heard? This is... <laughs> I got to get your opinion on this one. It's more... I don't I don't think we care about the actual subject. I just want to know how you would react in this situation. So, uh, Selena Gomez dropped a documentary last week. It was big news. My girlfriend was like, yo, I got to watch this. So I, was, I was, you know, walking in for certain scenes, and it seemed kind of depressing, but... The, the internet was going crazy, um, and I didn't know why. The preview looks um, pretty cool, but I, I, you know, I heard it. It seems well made. Uh-huh. It, it seems you know, it seems really well made. Like they 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 doing their thing, but um, I guess some like a drama that came out of it was there's a scene in there where she said Taylor Swift is a only friend in the industry. Now, if you know anything about Selena Gomez, she um, I believe suffers from lupus and had a kidney transplant from another uh, celebrity, <laughs> um, Francia uh, Reza, um. And some people, I guess Francia herself, kind of took uh, offense to that statement. When E posted that clip, uh, she commented, interesting. <laughs> and you know when a girl writes interesting. <laughs> That's a loaded comment right there, bro. Um, and then she also unfollowed, which I'm just learning I, as of recently. Like, an unfollow is like a cardinal sin between, like, females. Like, like you went out your way to block or unfollow a bitch. Like, she got to kill you now. Yeah. I mean, not just between women, but... Uh... How old? I guess I'm guessing Francie is about the same age as Selena Gomez. Yeah, I'm assuming in their late twenties or. or I think late twenties. About to say, oh, they about that age, right? <laughs> so they're like late twenty. <laughs> so like, let me let me check that. Let me double check. I think she's Selena's a little younger than us. Because that's a a big uh-huh. deal, like with the social media generation, and and I'm not even saying the generation by in the sense of age or when you were born, but anyone who's mm-hmm. truly engaged, like you, you're. You you have an ecosystem like you're very much part of that social media ecosystem. Not just oh you go and check, comment, like, post stuff every now and then. like you're you're engaged. Like that's like a big deal because I have a niece who's 18, and like you know just in talking, it's like when you have friend problems, you go to you know one of your, your older family members. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, man, like you know we got an argument. We haven't spoke since whatever, but. You know, for her or her friends or whatever, it might be like, yo, this person unfollowed me. I'm like, yo, what did I do? What did I do to them? I don't know. You know do I got to cut this bitch in the face now? Like, yeah, so, <laughs> how do I handle this, Uncle Keith? Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's, a, it's a big problem. <laughs> Keith, like, you got to handle yours, yo. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. Like, I, for me, like, I'm from the generation, you unfollowed me. All right, like, well, I, I look corny running after you, like, come back and follow me, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, or well, why'd you unfollow me? Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna act like I didn't see it, or just ign- a matter of fact, I had someone else working on my social media for a point in time, and they unfollowed show. Right. And I realized one day, and I just followed him, and he was like, Oh, he wasn't following me, and I was like, Yeah, nah, da, 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 something happened. He was like, All right, <laughs> you know, what I mean? like, yeah, at the same mm-hmm. time, though, it's, it's like I, I have to, uh, or we have to respect the, the gravity of that situation because I think it's. It's one of them situations I've learned that sometimes you just 
if you don't understand something, you try to, and then you still don't understand it. Sometimes you just gotta be like, all right, I'll just take their word for it and, and, yeah, and yeah, understand yeah. that yes, this is a big deal. Because I mean, your daughter might might go through it when she gets in. Hundred percent. So my girl, my girl go through. My girl told me about it the other day. She was dealing with something like that because she unfollowed some girl, and now they but they work together, and the girl like took offense to it like big time. Yeah. So I was just like, yeah, yeah, but we we also lived before this era. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like we 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 had to hear a sound to get on the internet. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? To dial up. So like I would, uh, it's not the same connection. I would unfollow people like that have no problems with them, but just like man, I got too many people here. I don't like my feed. I like to tidy shit up. Sometimes I be throwing away yeah. clothes and shit. So I do the same thing on the internet. Maybe I'm follow this motherfucker. I don't. We're not real friends. Like we just kind of bumped into each other or something like that. Or they a friend of a friend. We went drinking one yeah. time. So. No, it happens. But but to, uh, to the story, um, news got back to Selena. Da da da. Selena hopped on the comments. Sorry, I didn't mention uh, every person I know. She left that as a comment, which is <laughs> people was like, "Did this bitch give you a kidney?" <laughs> so I guess my question to you is like, are you forever obligated to the person that gives you an organ, <laughs> like to thank them in every interview to mention them? Because I think. I do think Francia was feeling some type of way and was in her feelings mm-hmm. and got petty online. But she also did give her a kidney. I never gave someone a kidney. And I might like, you know what I'm saying? I, I would like if someone shouted me out in an acceptance speech. So I can imagine you gave someone an organ, maybe. <laughs> you want that shout out every time they on the radio, maybe, I guess. Yeah, yeah, you're asking, are you indebted to a person? I guess you got to be appreciative. Well, how you would feel, I guess, in, in Selena's... Uh, position if somebody like how do i handle this how do i play this you know what i mean like is is hmm. francia like really famous outside the kidney stuff not in my world but yeah i think she's um uh, she's an actress uh, i was because um, i was wondering if like selena just to keep it simple was just naming people that you would like the name you would recognize you know what i'm saying like if i was famous i, I was, think i i think selena was referring to the music industry Okay, because I'm like, if let's mm-hmm. say I'm I'm famous and I'm just like on, a, on an interview, knowing that this is just going out to the broad public. I'm like, yeah, you know, I, I don't got many friends in the industry. I probably, you know, I'm probably just Denzel and and maybe Will Smith, and then mm-hmm. Bokeem Woodbine is like, yo, what the fuck, man? I lent you my car. I'm like, I was, <laughs> right? Like, but I might, I might, that might be my best. Like, that might be my best bet. Like, my dog, dog, dog. Like, these dudes, I know we have drinks every now and then. Denzel might be my mentor, but Bokeem, like, if I have a bad breakup, that's the dude I call him. Like, yo, man, I'm, I'm hurting right now. Da da da. He like, yo, but wouldn't you think he'd be the dude that understands that he, like, you didn't forget him, right? Like, you didn't neglect him. You but think that's he the dude might, not being. But it could be the case that he like, yo, what up? I'm like, yo, I was just trying to do like shorthand. I didn't feel like I have to explain. And then they'd be like, oh <laughs> yeah, just in case you didn't know, Bokeem was he was in Dead Presidents. He played the, the preacher. Uh, he was also in this and that. Go see Strat. <laughs> I don't want to have to explain. You know what I'm saying? So it's like... So IMDB, right? Yeah. But I say Denzel, I'm like, all right. right? I'll sound like an idiot if I'm like, yeah, Man on Fire. Man on Fire 2. He was in the Book of Eli. Equalizer, Equalizer. Equalizer 2. And Equalizer 3, pending. And Right? So I, I don't know. That's the way I, I'm thinking. Did you get the age on Selena yet? Because I want to know how... She's, she's, she's 30 and Shorty's 34. Oh, yeah. It might be a big deal then. So, yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> and, but, and, and also, speaking of big deal, Shorty was in Bring It On, All or Nothing, which sounds like a Bring It On spinoff mm-hmm. of one of the sequels. Um, the Secret Life of the American Teenager, which I know is a pretty big show, and Grownish. So, I mean, she's famous-ish. <laughs> it seems like she's out, like, you know, kind uh, of. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I just feel I, like I, it was I, neglect. It wasn't like, I can't, I just can't imagine that Selena Gomez got a goddamn kidney from, from this lady and... <laughs> and I can't believe that she did it out of any kind of spy. I just think it's like neglect. Because why would you be mad at the person who gave you? But I, actually, I did. I do think they might be in a little. You know how girls like ever they not beefing, beefing, but they got like some type of disagreement. So maybe Before it could be something like that. Thing or right now, I don't think people see them. Uh, from what I, you know, I'm listening from. I'm getting the second hand from people who know. But I'm the, I don't think people see them together like that. You know what I mean? Like they not. Buddy, 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 like that. So it's like, but it also could be where their careers are at, yeah, I th- or where they at in life. I think it probably just part of my my small personality. Me, so the, with all the things I need to work on uh, with myself. Sometimes I don't like getting anything too big from one of my friends because, like, <laughs> I don't feel I don't want to feel indebted to them. Like, be like yo, man, <laughs> like yo, let me borrow twenty five dollars, but pay my rent twenty five dollars. That's gonna pay your rent. Actually, I need a thousand, but you know, I just want twenty five from you. Because <laughs> if you don't know know somebody that well, it's like if you 
can't deliver on the payback. Like it's like I don't gotta you know I gotta see them like that. You know what I'm saying? Whereas yeah. a, a close friend, it's like. I don't want to betray your shit, so I don't want to fall short of it. And I know that's so not you don't right. Overextend, right? Yeah, I yeah, expect it more than so. Like you know, if I needed a kidney, I'll you'd probably be the last person I ask because you know we close and shit. I'd be like, man, I don't want to, you know, that will extend my life probably by a good forty years. I'm being indebted to this nigga for forty years. <laughs> you just don't. I think it just die. I, I got a shot die instead of asking. I got a shot him out for every award, every birthday. I got a shot him out every. <laughs> Not, not his birthday and my birthday. <laughs> to the point, man, you gave me a military jacket one time in college, and I was I was grateful for that shit for many years. <laughs> I was like, this is official military shit. Like, this shit. I got it for free. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> so you're not even indebted to me. Yo, you want to know some more tea about the kidney situation from what I hear? Um, the doctor contacted Selena and told her Shorty was a match before, she called, before he called Shorty. So Selena calls Shorty like, yo, you're a match. And it's like, damn, I can't even renege now. Why this, why this nigga ain't calling me first? Yeah. <laughs> I guess I'm all in now, shit. Yeah, man. I mean, that's, that's unfortunate. I, 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 you know. Yeah, hey, I wonder if they were, close, able to... were they even that close? Maybe they were close enough. It's like, yeah, I got an extra kidney. I'm mad healthy. And you got to be a match, right? You got to be like a blood so, type yeah, match. Some kind of yeah. match or whatever. And you got to be yeah, fairly yeah. healthy. Kidney. Of course, your kidneys got to be healthy and stuff like that. So, um, it's, uh, nah. I think they were both corny. Selena didn't have to hit the, the internet response. She could have ignored it, called Shorty on the phone. She's just saying right. that. I don't got a shout out. Everyone I ever met was corny. And Shorty could have called Selena and been like, hey, uh, can you clarify? Because it did make me feel some type of way. Maybe it's just, you know, I got kidney abandonment and I get more emotional of you <laughs> once in a while, you know what I'm saying? But, like, I would like to just get a shout-out and feel nice every once in a yeah. while. Like, to be fair, though, mm-hmm. don't you get, like, when... You know you're supposed to be appreciative to people, especially if they give you something really big. Clearly, your mm-hmm. life is a huge thing. But if somebody hang that over you, there's a different kind of annoyance that's in It's a... You know, there's, oh, yeah. there's one level of annoyance where it's like somebody keeps eating your shit out the fridge when you told them not to. There's a different kind of annoyance when they give you something really big. You know it's big. You know it changed your life, right? And you give them all the thanks so you're forever grateful to them. And then there comes one situation where they're like, yo, you remember that kidney, right? And you be like, oh, man, come on, man. There you go with this kidney business again, man. Oh, God. Just, you want, just take it, nigga. Just take man, it. You, some, there's a party, but you know what? Take this shit back. How many, how many uh, arguments in, in, in relationships? You've been together, you know, four, five, six years, and then y'all have arguments. I, I got you them shoes. It was your favorite shoes. I waited in line for three hours. You want the fucking shoes? Here's the shoes. And then it's over. So the kidney thing is different unless you just rip it out on some Mortal Kombat shit. Yo, nah. I, I, I'll be honest. I think they were beefing because from what I hear um, in the in the documentary, they speak of the transplant, but they don't really mention Shorty like that. So it seems almost, per- you know what I mean, on purpose. So it, uh, yeah, they probably got some some behind the scenes shit going on. But shout out to them girls and anybody out there who's received transplant. Shout out, shout out the person who gave you the organ if they still alive, if you still know them. You know, yeah, what I, mean? I mean that's the that's the. It take two seconds to give a shout that's out. That's the right? ultimate <laughs> generosity. You know what I'm saying? Like if I f- I got two healthy kidneys, uh, God willing, right now, and if one, you know, you could survive with one, if one were to be kind of messed up, but they said, nah, it was just this one. The other one is perfectly fine. We don't think anyone, anything's going to be damaged. I'll still be worried. Like, man, dude, still, I'm, I'm going to have one working one. You know what I'm yeah, saying? So yeah. it's kind of like... You say extra healthy now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of a, you know, it's it's a, a big sacrifice. You know what this shows me, man? The power of the shout out. Yeah. Like, if, if remember back in the day, you'd get on Hot 97, you'd be like, yo, shout out DJ Playboy. I'd be like, yo, this nigga shout you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's the, the, it's, that shit still got power now. It's yeah. just on another level with the internet. <laughs> Yo, but Keith, that's another episode in the books, brother. Man, always a pleasure doing an episode with you, man. Where can my people find you at on social media? Instagram, email underscore thirty five. That's dope, man. Tell your people find me on social media at Plickapeezy, P-L-I-C-C-A-P-E-E-Z-Y. Also, check us out on um, Instagram at Perfect Talk Radio. Uh, follow the entire massive. Uh, check out our website www dot perfecttalkpodcast.com every episode of the perfect talk podcast my radio show the night shift and the radio show i do with my brother uh dj show money 
Talks, radio, you know what I mean? I got the flyers right here. Um, also, be a shout out AO Niche, man. We dropping the first and 15th uh, little mixes back again. So make sure you be on the lookout for that. I'm going to have that up on the website. Um, what else I got going on? Check us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Spotify, wherever your uh, podcasts are available. And we're going to try to even get them on some more platforms. We're going hard in the paint. Um, so just be on the lookout. If it's not there yet, it will be soon. Check us out on YouTube. Leave a rating, like, review, shout out, thumbs up, whatever they do. Subscribe. Hit that subscribe button. Smash that subscribe button because uh we like the love and uh keith i uh have not been into these shows a lot man but i've started watching the show called love is blind on netflix you ever heard of it it's a reality show uh yeah it's like a dating show actually it's kind of i guess in the in the uh vein of the bachelor or something mm-hmm. like that um but it's like the people meet with a, between a wall mm-hmm. they don't get to see each other but they get to like talk to each other it's like a, kind of back in the day where we would be on the phone or a chat room or something like that but they really get the vibe without actually getting a physical experience and then they get to see if they still want to but they got to propose to them so they actually get engaged without seeing each other and then they get a month to see if they still want to go through with it um it's been pretty dope though it's actually it's weird it's like wifey television yeah um but it, i guess it's, i don't know how to explain it it's actually is it's those kind of shows i think make you kind of connected to your partner because i was like i would never in a million years do a show like that it just seems <laughs> wild i'm just like i'm happy to be in a relationship like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, what you watching nowadays bro oh, my fault. well um, them shows are interesting even going back to like the real world I, I listened to this podcast called basic it's about um these two cable people one dude's like a cable executive the other one's like i don't know like an entertainment journalist and they just um interview people who had like a put like a big stamp on basic cable so not hbo showtime that type of stuff but basic cable so you know tnt uh, mtv all that type of stuff comedy central Mm -hmm. and um they interviewed the dude who made real world and just like we look at real world as like ratchet tv even back then but like the way that they almost did like a an experiment um you know put people in situations and not necessarily i don't think they're intense to like make them look stupid or destroy their world mm-hmm. or something like that. But they say, yeah, just see what happens. You put a bunch of young people, diverse young people in a certain setting, let's see what happens. And something like that is interesting. It's playing with a certain aspect of just uh, romance. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, it's a scientific experiment. They refer to it as experiment. Like, yeah. And, that, yeah. and that's what the real world was too. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it, um, it actually all reminds me of like the Stanford prison experiment when I guess they would put people in prison and had some be guards, some be prisoners, and then saw how their personality fell into that. Yeah. Then it's like the real world. They're like, yo, let's just surround these people with alcohol <laughs> and put them in tense situations. Just, see, just like see the Stanford experiment. <laughs> just as scientific. <laughs> what uh, what you watching nowadays, though, bro? I just watched the, the uh, series finale of Atlanta. Okay. So that joint was dope. Uh, I would say, you know... Uh, Atlanta was took a break and then by the time they came back I was a father again and mm. what I found is that I didn't enjoy it as much because it's a very smart show I can't tell if it's because I got in that time did I get dumber or did the, <laughs> the show get too smart because sometimes I was just like uh, I, I, it was just constantly episode after episode go over my head like the last two seasons three and seasons four mm. And, like, I, I just could not get into it, except a few episodes where they just go back to, like, just straight-up comedy. Like, like you look and you be like, yo, uh, one the dude from that wrote for 30 Rock created this show. It makes sense. <laughs> but then this episode is where it's just, like, they're trying to be Jordan Peele or some shit. So, mm. um, but the finale was dope, mad jokes in it. So I, I enjoyed that. All in all, show's worth a watch. Last two seasons just remind me of the season two of The Wire, where it was just like, yeah, this was this is an awesome show. If it was another show, mm. you know what I'm saying? Like season two of The Wire, it, it, it hit the peak. It hit the peak or something. Like, and then it, no, it just climax. Be, it just like the the whole rhythm is just completely different. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Uh, you watched The Wire. Did you watch all all the seasons of The Wire? So remember season yeah, yeah, two? Yeah. They they followed like the 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 white crime syndicate on the docks of Baltimore and all that stuff. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. To kind of switch gears. Okay, I got you. Saying, and yeah. season one was all about Avon, just you know the the, the normal crew. So then In they the hood, yeah. so everyone loved that shit. Then they went to season two with this union shit and all that type of stuff. People are like, what the fuck is this? Like what? <laughs> and then they had to bring it. They had to bring it back. They brought right? it back for season the, yeah. season three. They brought it right back. So, but season two, when you look at it, it's a good season, but it's like, what, it, like, this is not what I came here for. Like, I made an appointment. Like, if you made an appointment for 
for your endocrinologist and you go there and it's a goddamn skin doctor looking at skin cancer like no motherfucker like I got diabetes my acne is under control you know what I'm saying so that's what it felt like I'm like yo I came here for that dude who wrote 30 Rock and I sit down I'm like yo I'm watching like a, the, the Get Out series like there's a man thinking and <laughs> themes and shit and it, it was just a lot for me Nah, it's good to end it dope, man. You get you catch that UFC last night? Nah, I didn't see it, but I heard uh, yeah. Adesanya. Yeah, he caught the caught the beats, man. He almost made it fifth round, fifth yeah. round TKO. But uh, man, shout out to Izzy, he'll bounce back, man. But it, it was it, it saw something in his eyes. He, you know, when somebody already knocked you out back in the day, yeah. I think it's hard to bounce back from that. But um, yeah, I was watching that last night. That was a heartbreaker, man. <laughs> yeah, both of them are kickboxers, uh, right? Like by, yeah, by, former kickboxers, and that, that's where he knocked him out before. Uh, Poirier versus Chandler was dope too. That was a that was a a bro- them fights where they just be leaking blood for some reason. They I don't know. It'd be crazy. That's <laughs> wild. <laughs> but yeah, man, it was an, and it was Madison Square Garden. So shout out to New York City. I remember a day when they couldn't have that shit in New York. So yeah, they got shout mad, out to it, man. Mad uh, fights at the Barclays and at the Madison Square Garden. So that's dope. Yeah, new day, man. But uh, we up out of here, man. Say goodbye to the people, brother. Peace. Peace.